rockzone.com. David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago Sun-Times sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. David Spade, along with my co-host Elliot Harris, and we're listening and watching Sports and Sports. We have a special guest in the studio today for the whole hour. Elliot, do you want to go ahead and introduce her? Gladly. It is Sandy Reavy, the originator, founder, brains behind a jewelry company, She Beads, based in Wilmette, but global in nature. Sandy, once upon a time, had an affiliation with the Chicago Bulls. She was the shooting guard. No. no. I was the lovely lady. You were still are a lovely lady. She wasn't a lovable, though. <laughs> no. She played, a, I don't know, a more vital role, but uh, a behind-the-scenes role. An X-ray role. X-rated? <laughs> X-ray role. Oh, not X-rated. An X-ray role as the X-ray technician at the United Center at the Bulls games. Correct. Yes. Yes, yes. Fun, fun, fun. So how do you d- d- yes. During the days when the Bulls were really good, <laughs> during, during Michael the Jordan nights, days. During the, the weeknight, weekday nights. When did you work for the Bulls? Or f- I started in 1993. So you went from 93 to? About 99. During it all. So you jumped ship when they went to When the, the dream team left, I thought it was time I should leave too. <laughs> well, Sandy was part of that dream team, depending on your dreams. I, I was the, the woman in the locker room. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I took well, care of my... Let's put it that way. <laughs> so, I mean... When you were in the locker room, did they have a special space for you? How does that work? Yeah, they had a radiology room. There were two, three ways in, actually, to the locker room. The main room that everybody saw on on, on film, uh, the x-ray room with the big radiation um, sticker on it. That was my room. So, uh, And then the room in the back that was a back way out by the laundry room. But my room had a radiology, you know, the x-ray machines. Uh, we turned all the lights out on the two doors that turned into a dark room so I could process the films and this I was needed uh, and available for about an hour before the game of course during the game and about an hour after the game uh, for any of the the visiting team or the the Bulls uh, players that were injured during the game. See now David's imagining you in one of those nice little tight low-cut nurses outfits from movies he might have seen somewhere along the way. (laughs) An old General Hospital episode. Yeah exactly. We, I got to, I didn't have to wear anything like that. I just had to carry a beeper. In case I wasn't paying attention to the, to the game, I would get beeped and need to be down. Sometimes I'd sit behind the, the bench. Well, that's how I met you, right. Elliot. I met you there. Um, so how many times a, during a season really, would you be very, called? Very few, very few times. Um, you know, when Michael got his finger jammed, uh, when he had some shoulder issues. Um, so it, maybe once in a two-week period I, that would be needed. Maybe something chronic, a knee injury chronic, that I'd just take some films prior to the game where it wasn't uh, uh, an injury on the, on, the, on the court. So not for Scotty's migraines. <laughs> no. No, there wasn't, there wasn't probably nothing that we could see. On <laughs> <laughs> Took that crazy on his head and would, found that nothing. Would, that would diagnose. <laughs> I mean, a lot of NBA players, not much up there. 
So was it just no, x-rays? So. Was it CTs, MRIs? No, no, no. It was just the x-rays, just simple diagnostic x-rays. Um, that was the machine we had in there. That was all we had. So my room was the x-ray room, the dark room, and the passer through room to the court where they would huddle prior to the game. So every the players knew to use that room if they didn't want to get caught by a news reporter or a TV camera or whoever else might be lingering in that hallway. Like <laughs> true, I've, true. I've, I've true. been known to linger, yes. Um, so they would always cut through my room, and that's how I became, um, you know, more of a, on a personal level, I could say their name. They would know who I was because they used my room. And actually, I got to know Michael Jordan because he, his room coordinated or was um he had his own private space, right? Conjoint. Well, he used the the trainer room as his space, and my door. We had a, we had a, an open door between my radiology room and his training room that he, or the training office that he used as a. You know, there's TV in there, and there was a phone in there, and there was a desk in there. That's pretty much all that was in that little room. But if that door were closed, that meant that I was either taking X-rays or developing X-rays. So that room always had to be that door always had to be open. So, you know, 95% of the time that room, that door was open. So it was Michael there and Sandy here. So it was always, hey, Michael, what's up? You know, he'd always ask what's going on after the game. So we became friends that way. He knew of my son's golf. My son was, um, he's, he's a professional golfer now. Is he on the PGA Tour? Well, he, he left to become uh, my partner in She Beats. So, uh, but for a while he was, he was at the Loyola Academy in Wilmette. When they won state, he was part of the reason why they won state. Uh, but Michael followed my son's golf. How old so is your son? My son's now 27. Because Michael's sons went to Loyola for a while, too. Yeah, yeah. But they're a little younger. I'm... Yeah, they're, they're, they were more my daughter's age, who's now 22. So my daughter Which is amazing, considering Sandy's only 33. Yeah, I'm saying you're in your 20s. I know. I'm probably the oldest woman you've had on the show. Because Elliot was kind of... We don't judge that. people by age. <laughs> no. No, but I, I'm saying mature. How about that? I no, heard well, girl, well, we, we know better than to say you're mature. <laughs> Experience? No. <laughs> Wait a second. We're going to no, have no. to find a different adjective. We'll get Joel Rivers on the show. <laughs> yeah. And a body double. Yeah. <laughs> but there is a Michael Jordan connection between you and oh, Shebeats. Oh, oh so, let, so let me go back. So when I was in the locker room for an hour before the game and an hour after the game, being a very busy mom... Um, and creative, I was helping my kids' school run fundraising events. And so I had bought, you know, grosses, as they're mentioned, of, of clay beads from like a Taiwan catalog. And I was making jewelry out of this for my kids' uh, pancake breakfast fundraisers. And one day Michael went through, the, through my room to go to the huddle and said, Sandy, is that for me? And I said, oh, Michael Jordan, um, I don't make men's stuff. <laughs> it was probably the first week that I had gotten this job. And I was pe- petrified of the, the Michael Jordan. And the next night he ran through my room and saw me with these beads again. And he said, is that for me? Come on, Sandy. I'll, I'll, if you make me beads, I'll, I'll wear them. And all I could he- I heard every single word he said, very elongated. And I went home that night and thought, crap. He thinks I make beads. Well, I can't just string these things that I've purchased from Taiwan and, and with my integrity th- assume that he thought I made them. 
So I learned how to do the process. I, I studied bead making. I studied the process of millefiori art, which is putting a uh, whoop, putting a pattern in a clay where it goes all the way through to the other side. And having a radiology knowledge of layering and CAT scans and MRIs and such that I can understand what it would take to design this all the way through. That was cookie dough when you first showed it to me. I know. It looks like it looks like you get the uh, – uh, in the refrigeration section. But it's very similar, although that's processed with the machine. This is done by hand. This is done by hand. And and really, the, the study of beads and what they represented uh, 30,000 years ago, it was the more beads you wore around your neck, uh, you claimed a leadership role in your tribe or your community. Um, they were given as love tokens. So you always knew the two people that were in this love connection because they this woman would all also wear the beads. Um, it kept away evil spirits, um, bad luck, uh, help, help, it would help with your health. Um, Detroit Pistons back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so really, so I, I, I spent for four months learning the, the art process. My, my plan was to make one cane. This is called a cane. And I did it with black, red, and tan. And it kind of looked like a half of a net and the other half of a ball. It was very graphic, actually. Do you have one here? It was, this is the cane I made. This is the larger bead. This is the size Michael wears now because I send him his birthday gift, which is coming up. Yeah, I was going to say, week. you better be working on another yes. one. He yes. has one coming yes. up shortly. Um, but the, some of the athletes are wearing the larger bead now. I started making beads of this size and gave this to Michael for his birthday. It took me four months to learn the process, make the, make the bead. I put it on elastic. This is a six-ply elastic because... My intention was to make one set of beads for the Michael Jordan. One bracelet, that's it. One bracelet, be done, um, make sure it was quality. The last thing I thought um, I could never hear is this broke, and I probably would have had to quit my job because I would have been <laughs> too embarrassed. To have Did he wear them during games or just? No, no, no. They, he wore them after. In fact, he would wear them when he would sit in that, that last hour um, when he would sit on – uh, with his suit and tie all dressed up, you'd see his beads here on his wrist. He wore them around the wrist. Now, there are other ones that wore them around their neck because that's what happened. Boom, Michael Jordan, gave, I gave it to him for his birthday. Scotty Pippen, me within a day. Scotty Pippen, where's mines? Did you know he's Michael Jordan and he wants to be Michael Jordan, <laughs> Scotty Pippen. Jordan's got a 23 on his gate of his mansion. Pippen's got 33. So, so I started making, then I made him for Scotty. Then, of course, the Dennis Rodman. He's he's been married in really big ones around his neck. The long, right, the long chain. He's got a long rope uh, of multicolored. Uh, so even the white guys, Bill Weddington, Bill Weddington has these. Uh, uh, Luke Longley. Um, Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. He's never requested them and didn't. I, I, I left some for him. I've never seen him photographed, so I can't say. Uh, uh, Tony Kukoc, our GQ. European, of course, yes, yes. But mostly they, they got it for themselves. They didn't. It's, it wasn't a gift for a um, for a woman. Their wife. You make them from he beads for men and she beads for so women. So I started making beads for men. So my he beads is really what kind of brought me to light. And then I called my company she beads because it's a noun and a verb. You would like that, Gemini. Okay. Beads is the the action. 
and the bead is also a product. It's a noun. So um, that's the name of my company, but my he beads really started this whole bead making lifestyle I have now. Will you let you put his picture on your website, Michael, wearing the beads? Well, I requested that because I sell in Japan, and Japan loves probably, and I don't know if there's a scale anywhere, but Michael is is adored in Japan. And my distributor in Japan uh, really thought that sales would increase if I could use his likeness. I requested it in writing and got a letter back from Michael that it was was not – endorsements wouldn't allow – wouldn't allow that. Probably because I didn't offer millions or so <laughs> dollars of royalties. Right, write him a check with seven <laughs> figures in it, and you know he he might think about it. I hope legally they could. If he's got the beads on, and there's a picture that's on the public, I don't think it'd stop you from showing that public picture. domain lawyer. I think so, Elliot. Uh, okay. I, I know his name. I tell my story because it is true. It's my story. Right. And so that story's on there. And also, also I, even though I started making beads kind of at that time, but back in '93. I didn't really use the Michael Jordan story. I didn't use it because I really felt that I was more of a kindred, a kindred relationship that I didn't want to use him as a um, money maker, as, as profit, because I really I was part of the family. If you get in that tile, and Elliot knows what I'm talking about, there's a tile section. Using all these big words, I'm not used to this. <laughs> kindred tile, right? There was a yeah. tiled section back by the um, their locker room that. You had to have a special pass to get through. The, otherwise, it was all concrete around the remaining uh, circumference of the, um, you know, the bowels of the of the, uh, the um, United Center. But you had to pass a certain, you know, kind of. You kept you kept things to the family. You you respected the players and the team, and and I was one of them. Did Michael's wife ever wear the beads? No, Juanita. No, no, Juanita. Not to my knowledge, because I didn't give her, I didn't give Michael any female beads, so I don't think that she ever got them. No, it was to, just the you guys. You probably would have had to give him a lot of female beads. <laughs> I don't know, because he's dating what a supermodel now down in Florida. I really don't. I, I don't know what his uh, love life's like. All I know is he bought her a condo for one hundred fifty thousand, and they're living in bliss right now. But that's the last I heard. I figured he'd call you for Valentine's Day and say, "Here, ship me down some for my uh, significant other." Right. Let me let me get to that call. I need to get his email address so I can. Uh, I, I actually get his um, product to him through his office in the in downtown. Was it through jump, jump? Jump, jump, and his uh, secretary. Yeah. And you also had a football connection with Charles Phil- Tillman's foundation. Well, yeah, right, I, right. We did. We did a, a cane. The pattern with Charles Tillman's logo for his child, his daughter, who was born with a congenital heart disease. And he created a foundation called Tender Heart, which I should have brought today. But there are two tulips that are connected by, you know, by one, in one flower, two tulips, one tulip's bigger than the other, as if the parent is cradling the child. And we did a cane for him. And for his foundation, so Charles wears the made him cufflinks with his his logo uh, beads. Some of the players, some of the football players, that night that we ran into each right. other again, um, were wearing the he beads with one bead with the logo with Charles's logo, with tender heart. So we've done um, a luncheon where he gave gifts with his logo. So yeah, um, and that's one thing my son's doing. 
um, back on board with me as a as my partner and my daughter Alex, who's my partner, um, is doing corporate logos. We just finished the Japanese. Yeah, have Japanese baseball, baseball team. team. Um, Any Hollywood stars right now or? Uh, Johnny Depp. Oh, okay. Um, Never heard of him. Uh, That's American not a bad Idol. We we uh, Randy Jackson. Where, where's my product? We got actually a lot of orders from Randy Jackson's um, followers. Um, Elton John, the very colorful ones with the breast cancer awareness. Uh, we call it Breath Health now. Breast Health now. Um, so I do some charity logos. Um, that's my give my my healing aspect, being in radiology and healing and, and medical world for thirty something years. That I my role was to give back with my beads. So um, it's also good karma. It's good karma, but now I found a new way to heal with my beads. And, and what is that? Boom, segue into my intention beads. As I was mentioning a little bit earlier, that my intention, I, I went from studying radiology to studying astrology. It's still the study of the unknown and of energies. Um, since I got out of radiology, I had that longing, and I started, I got introduced to astrology by my daughter, and boom, I started studying, I've been studying for the last five, six years. And I found a way to put auspicious healing, oftentimes healing, energies into the beads that are worn um, and affirmed. There's an affirmation little card that comes with it because they all have a certain energy. Elliot's wearing one, and his is for procrastination. Uh, to, to stop the procrastination, yeah, not to encourage the procrastination. <laughs> correct. I had the enough procrastination as it was. Yeah. So I, I wear this. I, I read that card every day multiple times, mm-hmm. and I don't get anything done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. And, and it, it, it has me doing more. Yeah. It has me in a studio talking with David and you mm-hmm. and things like that. It, I don't know 100% that I can attribute it all t- mm-hmm. to the intention of beads, but... Until I hear otherwise, I will. (laughs) So it's the ADD bracelet. (laughs) Something like that. It's the the subliminal message you send to your subconscious by repeating, like repetition of an affirmation tells your subconscious, oh, this must be true. So it's part of hypnotherapy, actually. I walked into her store. I, I came upon this bracelet. I said, oh, she, she wrote this one just for me. To encourage the flow of uh, ideas and to stop procrastinating. Well, so how do you order these? Is, I see you have your bag here. Your website's www.sbstore.com. But is there an actual retail store like Elliot's talk about you can walk into? Oh, my it- retail store is so cool. Yes, it's in Wilmette on Ridge and Lake in Wilmette. Um, I'm 821 Ridge Road. Okay. Um, you can come in. We're open every day except Sundays until it starts getting warm again. Um, but every day you can come in and see the process, how the beads are made. It's an open studio, if that means anything to you. It means you can come in and watch the process. You can watch beads being made. You'll see orders going out, phones calls being done, uh, stringing, uh, me making canes, me picking out spring collections, the bead maker sitting, making beads, the process. There's classes we do. So we do train people. You can sit and make a bracelet. Bring your kids in. We do birthday parties. Oh, you they do love birthday it. parties. Oh my gosh! Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a hands-on type place. No X-rays though. 
No x-rays. Okay. No. So it's kind of like the Maurice Linnell cookie store used to be on Harrow May Avenue where you could watch the cookies being made and shipped out. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Except exactly. you can make your own cookies. Yeah, exactly. this, this you can make your own beads. So you could have like a kid's birthday party there and all the little girls call them or boys and they could string them. And, and boys too, and I say that because this is a creative, a creative style. I don't like to call these jewelry. This, these are beads and they're ornamentation. They, they're pre-jewelry. Because beads can be worn by, they don't have to have Swarovski crystals in it like the ones I have on. They can be the all clay version. You know, the all clay, this is one of the guy, you know, the he beads. But you can also go on hebeads.com and get right to the men's stuff. And our new website shows more and more of the he beads because really she beads is really, children's beads, it's really universal because this is worn by two-year-olds to the 90-year-olds. Boy, we're getting a little sign here. We got to take a short break. We're here with Sanji. How do you pronounce that? Reevee. Reevee. Like Reevee. Sorry. Like Reevee. Sorry, which is a lot better looking than Reevee. Definitely. <laughs> and when we come back, we'll have on Packer Hall of Famer Willie Davis. You're listening to Sports and Torts here on TalkZone.com. We're watching here on TalkZone.com. We'll be back in a few. If you're injured at work, don't try to be a hero and work in pain. Immediately tell your boss how you were injured and seek medical treatment. Then call my guy, attorney David Spada, to make sure that your rights are protected. David will fight for the payment of your medical bills, lost wages, and settlement. Insurance companies and employers have individuals representing their interests. Why not you? You must have an experienced attorney on your side. All fees are contingent upon your recovery. Call David Spada at 847-729-COP. That's 847-729-2667. Back to programming in a minute. But first, listen to this. Seems the New York Mint is releasing to the public classic U.S. gold coins. There's a number you can call for free historical information and a free DVD. But first, it says that during the Great Depression, people were clamoring for gold coins because no one wanted to face economic turbulence without the security of gold. The government finally took them out of circulation and a government meltdown was ordered. That's why most of us have never even seen a classic U.S. gold coin. But recently a stash was discovered in Europe. Gleaming U.S. gold coins minted between 1866 and 1933, all uncirculated. It says the New York Mint is releasing them to the public on a first-come, first-served basis when you call. Here it is, 1-800-914-5939. Wouldn't that be amazing to hold U.S. history? Okay, if you want that free historical information and the free collector's DVD, the number to call is 1-800-914-5939. 1-800-914-5939. 